solves everything. A how-to-do show where Heather takes credit for making the world a better place by introducing you to people who actually are. I used to think that I was a good person. Then I met these folks. Wow. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Heather Solves Everything, the show where I take credit for making the world a better place by introducing you to people who actually are. Welcome back. Today in the studio is my good friend, Chrissy Moore. Yay! Now you guys might know Chrissy from a fun podcast that we have together how to do life with Chrissy and Heather. It is currently on summer break and it will be back on your favorite podcast app in September. So be on the lookout for that. Say hi, Chrissy. Hi, Heather. <laughs> Welcome back. And what am I, I usually say? Let's get into it. Yeah. But I think you get to say that now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good to see you. It's good to see you. It's always fun to sit down across from you. Well, y'all know that Heather Solves Everything is a show about tapping into our unique strengths to solve the everyday problems that we all face in life. We solve a problem every week on this show, and this week the problem is when you feel like you need a change in your life and you're not sure where to start, if you're ready to take the leap, if you can trust yourself to be your own safety net, and the reason why Chrissy is the perfect person to talk about this with me is because she's taken some pretty big jumps and leaps and risks in her life, and most of them have turned out pretty good. <laughs> most of them. Most of them are pretty good. <laughs> in addition to being my very good friend, Chrissy is also the founder of the Florida Autism Center. She founded this company in 2005 after earning her board certification in behavior analysis and providing in-home services for autism therapy through other organizations and realized I could totally do this better. After building a successful business, she partnered with a private equity firm and sold it. Now she serves as a corporate board member for small to mid-cap healthcare companies and helps others grow their businesses to and beyond their dreams. And today's show is about living beyond dreams. It's about believing in your dream. It's about creating your dream and ultimately making them a reality. And so today we're going to hear Chrissy's story. We're going to talk about when and how to make that leap of faith, how to trust yourself to make the best decisions, and how to know when your dream is ready for prime time. You ready? I'm ready. Let's get into it. All right, Chrissy, this show is all about solving problems. Okay. So I wonder, have you ever found yourself in a place in life where you felt like something had to change and you just weren't sure where to start? I mean, I, I feel like I've felt this several times in my life, that there's been several different iterations of this. So you alluded to my company, and when I started my company, it was... Um, I wanted to work for myself, you know, and I wanted to help kids in the way that I thought would be the best way. So that was definitely one of those points. There was a point in my life where I needed to start over with what my family looked like. Um, mm -hmm. I was married to a kind person who wasn't the right person for me, and I needed to exit that relationship to make better decisions for my children. Um, 
to be able to be the mom that I wanted to be. I, I felt like I couldn't be the mom that I wanted to be within that relationship. So mm-hmm. that was a big, big time job. of a, a big, you know, time of depending on myself and, and change and, and all that uh, good adventure. And then my latest big leap and big adventure, uh, since we have gone on summer break for How to Do Life, uh, as we know, I was a licensed foster parent, but I didn't have any children in care. And I have um, a, a very young child, a baby, in my care now. So that was a big leap of, ooh, I, I don't know as I've necessarily felt anything needed to change in my life, but I felt like, <laughs> let's 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 take a leap and, and go on an adventure. What was really cool about that particular leap is that you weren't looking for a change, but it knocked on your door and you followed your instinct to to take that opportunity and, and to move into that change, even though it wasn't something that you necessarily planned for. I think almost all of my um, leaps are like that. It's there's a nagging that tells me that I have to, you know, and it takes some time to listen to it and, and say yes. And sometimes I feel like I can't say no, like things are presented to me. It's almost like a calling, you know, Mm -hmm. something is presented to me and I have to say yes to it. Like I'm the only person to do the thing. Yeah. I know exactly what that feels like. I think that when we talk about taking opportunities and taking leaps of faith, it is part of the fear associated with that, that, that a lot of us feel is because it's not what we planned. Right. You know, we don't often plan big leaps. They right. Just, and often we huh. plan the opposite, you know. Right. <laughs> or, the, no, no, no. I just, like, when I took in the, this baby, for example, I uh, I was like, I've just got a few years until my big kids are out of here and then I can leave this town. I can, you know, go do whatever I want. And, you know, and maybe I still can because we have no idea. You know, foster care is maybe the child's with you a long time. Maybe they're with you a short time. But, uh, you know, it yeah. was definitely... It was not planned, and when my phone rang, I was like, "Oh no, this is this is not what I was <laughs> thought I was going to be doing this weekend," you know. Um, but I also knew. I mean, there really wasn't a moment after that phone rang that I was like, "Oh well, I just I'll just say no." Like I I knew that I was supposed to do it, you know. You have an intrinsic sense of confidence in yourself to handle whatever comes your way. Um, I saw a quote the other day. A woman was saying that people always tell her that she's strong. And she said, it's not strength, it's endurance. Mm-hmm. And I really, I like that. I mean, because sometimes that's all it is. It's just endurance. Like, I will not fall down and die. You right. know? <laughs> like, <laughs> even though sometimes, it's not necessarily strength, though. It's, you know, just, just got to keep going. Yeah. Well, I recently did a show on resilience. Mm-hmm. And specifically resilience in the in the midst of chronic illness. Mm-hmm. Y'all can go back in the archives on the podcast version of this show and find that um, that interview with Micaiah Warren. And resilience is such a big part of having the confidence to take a leap. When you, I remember you telling me the story of pulling into your driveway of your house and telling your husband at the time, "I'm starting a company." Mm-hmm. And you knew that even though you didn't know at each step of how to do that, you knew that you could figure it out and that if you didn't figure it out, you could recover from that. Right. Yeah, I I felt like I had done an internship at a very good place and I'd really learned a lot there and I really liked it and I thought it was a 
good example of what treatment should look like. I didn't think it was perfect. I didn't think it was social enough, but I did think that it was a good example of, you know, how to, how to serve kids. And then I worked at a place next that was okay. It was an okay place. And I was only there for a little bit of time. And then I moved into a place for a very short period of time that was a bad place. <laughs> it was run by two girls who pretended to be certified and weren't. Uh-oh. Um, who didn't know how to manage their finances, didn't know how to run good treatment, showed up to clients' homes in, like, fuzzy slippers with a cigarette hanging out of their mouth. Oh, no. It, it was it was terrible. I worked there for nine weeks to the day, and that's when I went home and pulled into my driveway, and I was like, I quit my job today. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I can't do it any worse. I couldn't possibly do it any worse than what I just saw. So, I mean, my my overriding philosophy at the time was if I help kids bring in more money than I spend, yay, that's a business. There you go, guys. <laughs> that's it. Honestly, sometimes the best place to start is knowing that you can't do worse <laughs> than what you're currently seeing <laughs> happening. And, you know, that is... That can even be true in your own life. If you look around at your life circumstances and you think, I can at least level this up 1%. I can make it a little bit better. That's better. I mean, that's how you change systems. That's how you That's how you change everything. It's just one little bit at a time. I can do this a little bit better. And then I've had the opportunity since this business grew so large and since I've been involved with other businesses to make it a step better at another place, and then another place, and then another place, and then, you know, suddenly the standard is higher. And that's a really cool thing to get to nationwide change a standard. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I wonder, was there ever somebody in your life who modeled confident decision-making to you? I don't know necessarily that that's a thing, but I think that what I have seen is that there are certain people for each of my transitions in each of my adventures that I've kind of sought their um, support and approval. And they've been mentors? Yeah, and they've been, you know, like them saying, I think you can do this or I support this has been the reason that I felt ready to take the take the leap. We are going to continue our conversation on this topic after a short break. It's Coach Healthy Heather and you're listening to Heather Solves Everything. We'll be right back with my guest, Chrissy Moore. Stay with us. Hey guys, it's Healthy Heather from Heather Solves Everything. I want to thank my sponsor, Kylene and Ryan Studios, a local husband and wife photography team who specialize in weddings and portraits of all kinds. Whatever special event you have coming up, they're your photographers for life. With a combined 32 years of professional photography experience, their unique perspectives shine through in every image you see. Find out more at KyleenAndRyan.com. That's KyleenAndRyan.com. This one always... Makes you feel like you can do anything. That's right. I like it. Hey, guys. Welcome back. You're listening to Heather Solves Everything. I'm Coach Healthy Heather, and I'm here with my good, good friend, 
Miss Chrissy Moore. Woohoo! Woohoo! We're talking about knowing when it's time to take the leap and do something big. How you know when it's time for your dreams to become your reality. How to trust yourself when you're wondering whether the opportunity that has come to you is the right thing at the right time. Before the break, Chrissy was telling us about how she has connections with people in her life, a network of people that she relies on to kind of confirm her suspicions <laughs> that an idea might be good. And I wonder, can you tell us a little bit about this network that you have and how you use these friends? Honestly, it's a little bit of a different network for each situation. Like, for example, when I wanted to start my business, I, I mean, I was very young. I'm 24 years old, and I'm like, I'm going to start a company and see what happens. And, you know, I kind of would say to people, I feel like I could do a really good job with this. Do you think I could do a really good job with this? <laughs> you know, and I needed my professors to say, you know, I could help you get a contract with this place. Like, and when I saw, like, that people believed that I could do it, and not only that people believe that I could do it, that people believe that I should do it. That yeah, that's exactly what you're supposed to be doing. What took you so long to arrive there? You know, and like later as I started to grow the business, people kept telling me. I kept holding back, going, "It's it's big enough. I don't want it to get too big. You know, it'll be a lot to manage. It'll be hard." And people would say, "You've got such a good thing here, and you're helping so many people. And you know, why don't you do this?" And and I'd say, well, maybe I could open an office in Gainesville. And people would just come at me with, I know, you know, the director of the behavior analysis program there. And I know, you know, all the people who work in autism services at University of Florida. And let me hook you up with this person. And so many people always jumped in willing to help me and almost pushing me to do it. That I, You feel like you can't say no, you know, when, you, when <laughs> like, you're like, sometimes it's like, gosh, if I open this box... Uh, what's going to happen next, you know? And I have felt that a lot with a lot of my adventures. When I, I did a big hike, as you know, I hiked uh, the Camino de Santiago and it was a bucket list item. And it was also at that time in my life, like a really, I needed to go on this personal journey. And I kind of lobbed out there to my now ex-husband, my sisters, several people in my life. This, this would be crazy, right? Though it would be, it would be totally crazy, you know, if I left for six weeks and left my children and went and did this big hike in Spain. That that wouldn't be a good idea, right? <laughs> Trying to talk yourself out of it. Yeah, and and everybody said you should totally go do this. You should 100% do this. And all the moms at my children's school were like, "This is so like." This is this is brave to us. This is inspiring to us. We'll text you pictures of your kids. We'll help you, you know, like stay connected here. Everybody like the momentum behind me taking the leap always seemed to it seemed like uh, there's no turning back when you have this much support and this much push forward, you know? I'm a firm believer that the universe is always cheering for us. And when you say the momentum behind the leap, that's exactly what I think about mm -hmm. is those times when you you can see how something could come together and then you start getting little signs of things working out and they seem like little coincidences, but I don't think that they are. I think that the universe, when you open yourself up to the possibility of what you could do, that circumstances conspire in your favor, if you're willing to listen and see and trust. 
I feel like I always expect people to say no. I always expect people to say that's crazy and that's too big, that's too much. You know, I I feel like I always expect that. And so I usually when I toss something out, I just toss out a little crumb. You know, what if what if I did this? A little bait. And just a little and I I always am, am primed and ready for don't do that. And I don't know if I didn't have the people who pushed me to say, yes, do that, what I would do. Like when I took the foster child, I, uh, I've i said no to many, 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 many children, unfortunately. You can't take every child. Right. Um, like I said, when my phone rang for this one, I knew that I was supposed to take this child. And I kind of was speaking to my sisters. And I said, you know... I don't know. I feel like maybe, maybe I should do this. I don't know though. Like it, it would be a lot, right? And it would be, you know, it, all the, all the go ahead and tell me no. Let me hear your no. And my older sister said, I mean, when's the right time to help? Oh, that's a great question. And I said, I guess now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, we have, we all have it in us. And, and a big part of that is being connected to your authentic self. And, and who you are as a person. And that's easier said than done. You know, it's an easy thing to say, you know, live authentically. But if you don't know who you are and you don't know what you're here to do, then that can be a difficult thing to do. And one of the ways that you can discover that is to listen to that inner voice and trust that it's telling you the truth mm-hmm. when it's saying, yes, you can. Maybe this is the right thing. I think you definitely need to listen to that inner voice. And you also definitely need that really robust support network because what if what if my sister had said, well, yeah, I mean, it would be a lot of work and I don't think that you should do it. I I feel like I still would have, but having someone behind you, you know, that they're, that they're like, yeah, you got this. Like, it means a lot, you know. Let's talk about being your own safety net. Yeah. You know, we, there are times when we take a pretty calculated risk where, yeah, it could go bad, but I could recover. It's really not going to be right. that risky. Mm-hmm. And then there are times when you just jump off the cliff, like when you decide to change a relationship mm-hmm. or you decide to leave a job before you have right. the next thing lined up. Yeah, I mean, those are big things. Like all the support in the world, it, you know, everybody telling you, cheering for you and everything isn't going to pay the bills right. at the end of the day if you fail, you know. So for me, I, I mean, my safety net was, you know, my marriage and my parents. And when my parents died, I mean, I don't I don't have any parents. I don't have, like a lot of people have someone to fall back on. Like if I absolutely cannot pay my rent and I am everything's wrong, at least I can go to my parents you know, and I don't have that. And I don't have a partner who I can go to and say, okay, you know, like, will you save me if everything's wrong? So if my um, ex-husband decides to run away with his girlfriend and, you know, not that he would, he's a good man, (laughs) but, you know, if he decides to leave and if it's just me and my kids, the only person who's going to take care of us, the, the matriarch, the person of this family who's going to make it go is me. Right. And there is no alternative. And living like that can be very stressful, but also very empowering. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I hate to say that when my parents died, I kind of became more myself. But in some ways I did. Like, I didn't have to wonder if my dad would like my choice. Like, my dad was a powerful figure in my life. And there were things that, like... 
when I was in college, I had a scholarship. I played the flute. And I kept that flute because I could never sell that thing. I, I didn't feel like I was allowed to sell it. Right. right. And when my dad died, I sold it. Like, wow. Because, I, I mean, that's the kind of power that our parents and our relationships have over us sometimes where I don't know if I don't know if my parents were alive, if I would have stayed in my marriage. I don't like but depending only on yourself and only having yourself to turn to for whatever I choose, I have to be 100 percent accountable for and 100 percent ready to stand behind. I mean, that's that's a big thing. A big success tip there is something that I know that you've shared before um, it, that you often do is stick to what you're good at. Mm-hmm. Stick with what you know. Mm-hmm. And when you're thinking about taking a big leap into something that feels like an unknown, you know, you you have to make sure that there's some level of skill there and that you're going into something that's in your wheelhouse. Definitely. Yeah, you can't, I mean, I love trying new things, you know, and I love adventures and, you know, learning something new. But it's really important to, to know when you're going to need someone else for that, you know? Like, yeah. Like, if something needs repaired at my house, you better believe I'm hiring someone. Right. I don't have the capacity to manage my family. And also, like, Heather, I just tried to change out the locks on my doors myself, and I'm so frustrated by it. <laughs> I put them on backwards, like, three times. I'm like, why didn't I just, like, have somebody come over here and do this? It would have taken them five minutes. It's taken me a day and a half, you know? Like, it's, I have to know where my strengths lie, and it's certainly not in certain areas, and it's better to... Let someone else deal with that area. That's why my business was so successful. I didn't try to be all the roles in my business. Mm -hmm. I tried to be the roles that I could do reasonably well. And then relying on your strengths of building relationships to build that support network so that all the pieces come together. Yes, and all the jobs get done. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, we are going to continue our conversation when we come back from a quick break. I'm going to tell you how you can know when your daydreams are ready for reality. It's Heather Solves Everything with Coach Healthy Heather. Stay with us. Hey guys, it's Healthy Heather. You're listening to Heather Solves everything. This is the show where we tap into your intrinsic strengths to solve the everyday problems of life. And I need your help. If you've got a problem that needs solving, let me know. It just might make it to the show. Go to coachhealthyheather.com and click on solve my problems. Submit your idea, send it to me, and you never know, it might end up being on an episode of Heather Solves Everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like it. Very good. All right, y'all. If you're not dancing, you should be. This show is all about creating the life that you want. And if you want a life that has dancing, then get up and dance. You can make it right now. This is the show to listen to if you want to create the life that you love. This is Heather Solves Everything. Everything. I'm Coach Healthy Heather, and I'm here with my friend Chrissy Moore. This is a show where we tap into our unique strengths to solve the problems that we face in life. And the problem that we're solving today is when you feel like there is a change brewing, but you're not quite sure how to get into it. A change? It is a coming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I was preparing for this show, I couldn't help but 
think about one of my favorite episodes of The Twilight Zone. I watched a lot of Twilight Zone during the pandemic. Did you? <laughs> yeah. Twilight Zone scares me. It's yeah. Scary. It scared me when I was a kid. And now when I watch it, it, it just, I don't know, it's just intriguing. And it's it just kind of like comfort TV. But this episode is called A Penny for Your Thoughts. And in this episode, a man receives the gift of mind reading, reading after a penny lands on its side. Ooh. And he picks up the penny. And when he does that, he can hear people's thoughts. And specifically, he hears the thoughts of his coworkers. And the coworkers are making nefarious plans. Ooh. He works in a bank and there's somebody who's daydreaming about robbing the bank, taking all the money out of the vault and flying off to an island and living off of the riches. Ooh. He hears people complaining about other people. He hears people talking about in their minds about all the things they could do if, you know, and, and all of this. And he starts to become concerned that he is in the midst of people who have ill will or have bad plans or have are thinking about doing risky things. But as the episode progresses, he begins to learn that these thoughts that he's hearing are just indulgent daydreams. Right. It's not something that anybody plans to act on. I'm not actually going to rob the bank. not actually going to rob the bank. But if I did, I what would live on an island? We all have the experience of, of a dream where you're on the run. You know, where you're going to start a new a new life somewhere. Maybe it's just me. Most of mine are conversations that I've had that I wished I would have come up right. with this singer. Like the, you know, or like stuff I would like to say to people, you know. Right, right, yeah. And, you know, we all have that internal dialogue. But there's also a time when that internal dialogue isn't quite so unrealistic isn't quite so indulgent. It's something that could actually happen. I sometimes catch my mind wandering to scenarios that I think, oh, that's a waste of time to think about. That can't ever happen. And I try to remember that episode and remember that there are times when you're having an indulgent daydream. And then there are definitely times when you're thinking about something that could happen and don't discount it mm -hmm. so quickly. You could make that a reality if you, you just put the right things in place. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that I've been very good at in my life being able to find a way if I really want something to make it a reality. And it's it's been negative in some ways. It's been a downfall because like... I had a relationship at one point that I was like, yeah, this stuff seems insurmountable, but we can figure out a way to make it work. I can, you know, I know how to make things work. I know how to fix broken things and systems and uh, we can make this work. And you have to have a, a team of people who also believe it can be made to work, you know, or, or it can't. Like you can't alone dictate what's going to happen with other people, you know, and so, so it was really daydream that I thought I could make reality and it was negative in, in some way, you know? Exactly. That, and you just walked right into the point that I wanted to make because there are distinct differences between daydreams and things that could actually become 
reality. Daydreams are fun to indulge in. You know, we can think of all kinds of things that could happen. But when something is actually a candidate for becoming reality, it's something that you can do without help from anybody else. Right. You, you cannot set a goal that is dependent on somebody else first doing something. Right. And so the first, the first criteria of a daydream that has the potential to become reality is, is this something I can do on my own? Right. That I can self-direct this. And I think that in the example that I gave, part of the reason that I so much wanted to make the relationship work is because I didn't want to do the things, the other things that needed to happen. I didn't want to do them by myself. I wanted to do them with someone. And guess what? I was able to still do everything that needed done and all the, all the growth and all the building and all the change that needed to happen still happened by myself. It was just, I was really scared. I wanted a crutch. <laughs> you know, I wanted a crutch. Yeah. You know, and so I think that, yeah, you, you have to be able, you're right to, to, you have to be able to do it yourself. And, you know, you have to be able to say out loud, Okay, I'm I'm gonna do this and I can do it by myself. Yes. You know? And that can be that's the first leap is saying so it out loud. Yeah, saying it out loud is so scary. <laughs> you got this daydream and you just kinda like like we were talking before. Mm-hmm. So do you think Right. You know, and and wait for somebody to say no, but they say, That's a great idea. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Sometimes there's elements of these mind escapes that have a little bit more pull to them. You know, just kind of how like every joke has a little element of truth in it. Right. Some daydreams have an element of yearning and we can see clues in these fantastical daydreams to things that are more grounded that we actually could pull off it feels bold but it is possible so like the man who is daydreaming about taking all of the money out of the bank vault and retiring to a tropical location isn't actually going to take action on that but it could indicate that he really craves a comfortable life where he doesn't have to worry we have a a a joke in our family and among several of our close female friends that we're going to start something called sister island Uh and it's it's a running joke you know that we're gonna we're going to move away all live on sister island you know and we'll we'll have conjugal visits but (laughs) but, you know it's just like we'll have a chef we like we have this whole dream this beautiful dream you know of what we would do but the reality of it is that we all wish we were closer to each other because we're all around the country, you know? And so there could be, should we choose to take it, action to live closer to one another? Are we ever going to own a magical island, you know, (laughs) with conjugal visits and a chef? Probably not. But the real, you know, the real yearning there is for more physical closeness, you know, to a relationship that we keep alive via text message every day. And that's part of the beauty there is not taking the literal translation of this is my dream and I'm going to work to make it happen, but seeking the meaning. You know, what Mm -hmm. does this really saying that I want? And, you know, I want to be closer to my family. I want to have a comfortable financial future. I want to be self-employed. You know, whatever it is that is woven in there. And many times that's something that's connected to our values. Right. And that's a way that you know whether this daydream is a a contender for being part of your reality. Is it something that is connected to what is important to you and what's a deal breaker in life for you? Also, if it is something that you are going to have to work really, really hard for, it has to be something that you really, really want. Right. Has there been a time when you have had to really dig in and work hard for something that you were determined to achieve because 
you wanted it? I think that uh, the relationship that I have with my children, uh, the way that it looks now is that um, I really wanted us to be a really close family who's very open with one another, who, you know, really is not afraid to say anything to one another and just that closeness. And I think that I had to really prioritize every day how I was going to build that, how I was going to raise children that don't see their mom as, you know, a scary authority figure or don't see their mom as someone that they can't talk to and how, how I was going to do that. And I really think that it, it took a lot of effort and thought to, and, and part of it is why my relationship didn't last because the family dynamics were very different there. And now we're a very collaborative family. And before we were more of a like parents versus kids family, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that, you know, it was something that I knew I wanted it to look like this. And so I programmed travel with my kids. I programmed, you know, time with my kids one-on-one. I programmed, you know, open conversation and telling them about things that, mistakes that I made, things that I did well when I was their age and really treating them as my equals and not as my little, you know. Minions. Yeah. I didn't (laughs) want to use that word, but yeah, like. Yeah, they're they're not you know secondary. Their their feelings and thoughts aren't secondary in the home to to adult right. thoughts. Right, and and that's something that's so connected to your values. Yeah, and what's absolutely. important for your life. One hundred percent. That's what we're talking about, guys. We're talking about knowing what is right for your life, and then knowing when an idea, a daydream, is ready to get down on paper and turn into a real part of your life. When we come back from this break, I'm going to get coachy on you. I've got some tips for creating the life that you just can't get enough of. It's Heather Solves Everything. Stay with us. Thank you to my sponsor, AK Social Strategies, a locally and woman-owned business that provides social media and email marketing for small businesses. Every client feels the love when their social media is curated thoughtfully and personally. With purpose and intention, social media is a business must have, but it's time-consuming and ever-changing. Let AK Social Strategies take the wheel. Find them on Facebook. Just search for AK Social Strategies. Listen, baby. Ain't no mountain high, ain't no valley low, ain't no river wide enough, baby. If you need Sometimes those daydreams feel like a mountain. You can climb a mountain just walking. A little bit of climbing. (laughs) You can do anything, guys. Especially here. On Heather Solves Everything. Forgot we're just like talking, not just. (laughs) (laughs) It's Coach Healthy Heather, and I'm here with my friend Chrissy. We're talking about how to know when it's time for your dreams to become your reality, and not just how to know, but how to make it so. And we have talked about identifying when things need to change, how you know it's time for change. We've talked about how to trust yourself to make the right decisions and and how valuable having a network, a support team can be just to kind of bounce ideas off of. 
wait for them to tell you it's a bad idea, but then they never do. And so you have to do it. How you know when it's time to say it out loud, the thing that you've been thinking about, and how to know that the daydream is a good candidate for reality because it's something that could do, you can do on your own. It's something that you really, really want. It's connected to your values, but it's bold. It gives you goosebumps, and it makes you wonder, what if? What if? So on our podcast, How to Do Life with Chrissy and Heather. It's such a great show. It's like (laughs) almost 150 episodes that you guys can go back and listen to. Yeah, go back and look for it on your favorite podcast app. There was an episode of that that we did about creating a binge-worthy life. Do you remember talking about that? I do. In one of our 150 conversations. (laughs) I think you're going to have to give me a a bit of a recap. Well, good, because I'm going to give you a recap of it right now. In that conversation, I had identified four ways that you can make your life one where you want to keep tuning in. That it's, it's the kind of life that you can't get enough of. It's the kind of life that, that is so great that you want to be part of it every single day. Mm-hmm. And so... You have millions of viewers. <laughs> exactly. But there's only one. one that matters, and it's you. <laughs> so hang on, because I'm going to get coachy on you. All right. Think about the times when you're watching a television show and you can totally see yourself packing in for the weekend and just watching all of the episodes. There's something about it that is intriguing to you. And what what of those things is the continuous story, the story that weaves through from episode to episode. And the way that you can incorporate that into your life is by creating goals that have a future, Mm -hmm. goals that that you can see happening through the next three years, five years, something that's going to have meaning to you for a long time. And there are definitely times when we set goals for a short-term project that we want to work on. But when I'm talking about creating a binge-worthy life, I'm talking about incorporating things into your life that are deal-breakers, that you want to continue to see develop through the foreseeable future. For me, that is having open and honest, trusting relationships with people Mm -hmm. and knowing that I've got people in my life that I can be honest with and who can be honest with me and who I know have my back and I have theirs. I mean, that's an excellent goal. That's very binge-worthy. You want to watch character interactions that are, you know, that matter, that are, that are pleasant to watch. Yeah, you got to create a good cast, right? Absolutely. You got to so, have some chemistry in your cast. You got to have some chemistry and you've got to have some conflict, I guess, mm-hmm. as long as everybody has the skills to resolve it within 30 minutes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? When you, when you get hooked on a show, it's not because of one storyline. It's because of the layers. It's because of the way that a program has hooks that pull you in at different points in the story. 
And we can create a binge-worthy life by having a layered life, by having several areas where we have networks of people, just like you have people for hiking and people for business and people for parenting. And, you know, you've got your go-to groups. You've got layers in your life. Absolutely. Yeah. And so the one-dimensional life where we're focusing on a small area of focus, um, I think that those fizzle out. I think that those do too. And I think that I probably, when I was younger, used to make more of a concerted effort to have that. Like, I am this kind of professional and I always behave in this kind of professional way and I only do this. And even as I parent, I parent in the way that I would as a professional because my job was working with, you know, young children. And everything that I did, I tried to put in this box and I tried to push other things out of the box. I tried to push out the fact that I'm an artist and a musician and that I'm more dynamic than just putting on a suit and being a scientist because that's what I was doing. I was, I was saying I can only choose the sciencey side of myself. I can't choose any of the other sides of myself. And that was a failure. That was a failure. And I didn't start to succeed in being my authentic self and the person that I want to be and the person that's willing to take all those risks until I was willing to bring all the parts of my personality into who I am. I get to be a mom. I get to be sexual creature. I get to be a business professional. I get to be a singer on a stage. I get to be all these things and I don't have to choose any one piece of it. You're allowed to be complicated. We're all allowed to be a contradiction. You're allowed to like things that don't necessarily go together. Create that layered story and I invite you to explore it. Sit back and enjoy the show of your life and indulge yourself in the different facets of your personality that are interested in different things at different times of the year. And if people look at you a little bit sideways or quizzically or think that that's just not like you, well, then invite them to come and get to know you a little bit better. That layered story. Now, a show that we all get hooked on gets us early. It gets us early in the in the series. You know right away it's mm-hmm. something that, that you're going to want to watch. And the way that we can incorporate this into a binge-worthy life is to set goals that give you a payoff right away. It's fun to have something that you work towards, but I encourage my clients to have something that starts paying off right away Mm -hmm. so that you get into the rewards and the fun of your hard work quickly and you get that early payoff and it it really just encourages you to keep working and keep working and keep working. Got to get that dopamine hit. Right, right. Um, For me, that's exercise. I mean, y'all know that I'm a a big exercise um, advocate and exercise is one of those instant gratification things. As soon as you get started, you feel great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the trouble for a lot of people is the getting started. But right. Yeah, like, and, and when you're done with it, you feel so good that you did it. That you, okay, I did that and I feel a lot better now. It clears your head just as much as it, you know, helps your body, I think. It's really helpful to know what that is for you mm-hmm. and what helps you feel immediately better. Uh, sometimes it's as easy as sitting down and making a list of what you would like to do that week 
or that day. You get an immediate payoff of being excited about what's coming up, and it opens up your creativity to start thinking about how can these things start to happen. And identifying healthy things for that. Yeah. Like, it, not like, you know what makes me feel great is eating a tub of Ben and Jerry's. You're not looking for that short-term hit. You're looking for something that, you know, drives you forward to the next time, too. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, you've got to care about the characters. You've got to care about the number one star of the show, and that's you. And I can't wait to hear what that binge-worthy show, what that binge-worthy life is for you. We're out of time for today, but I thank you so much for being here, Chrissy. I'm so happy to be with you. This has been a treat, and we haven't done it in a couple weeks for our show, so it's really nice to be here together. Yay! Thank you for inviting me. Yay! Well, everybody, tune in next week on Real Talk 93.3 at 1 p.m. Eastern for our new episode of Heather Solves Everything. You can get the podcast edition of today's show on your favorite podcast app on Monday morning. Stay in touch with me and the show on Facebook. Just look for Coach Healthy Heather. Thanks for listening. I hope that something amazing happens for you today. It's Coach Healthy Heather, and I am always here to help you solve everything. Status confirmed. This problem is solved. Well, that's it for this week, guys. We did it. We solved another problem with a little help from our friends. You can be a superhero, too. Check us out online. That's where all the information is about how you can jump in and start solving everything. Heather solves everything with a little help from everyday heroes.